0: This is the world industrial news for Friday, December sixteenth. Brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part six of their podcast: How to leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to modernize the U.S. power grid.
1: Where do the benefits come from? The biggest benefit is keeping the lights on. If you look at some of the mitigation measures we're taking against. Uh, the, the wildfires. Part of those would be undergrounding transmission lines, which will take years, if not decades. Part of it is putting smaller grids in the local cities where you can generate power for the important, the hospitals, the schools, the uh, police, etc. cetera. But everybody needs to have those kinds of functionalities. And so when we start looking at those kinds of functionalities, they'll be supported by more intelligence from the grid. The key is to generate the power we need to implement those functionality. We need to better manage this value, this intermittent power that we get from the solar and the wind, because sometimes the sun just doesn't shine. Sometimes it actually gets clouded. uh, sometimes by smoke and sometimes the wind doesn't blow and that's not necessarily at the same time people need power and they don't need power so this whole thing has to be better balanced and as i was saying earlier the grid communicates amongst its members at the speed of light and so no matter how you think of the political boundaries of the power grid everything is connected together and what this bill is clearly showing is that they now realize that not only are all the aspects of the grid connected together, but aspects of other things like water is part of the same equation, because water desalination or any kind of purity water takes energy for it to run. Similar on sewer, similar on transportation. So these are all connected. The project that addresses these problems is a very large scope project.
0: Thanks for bringing in the water energy nexus, Pat. I appreciate that. And, and again, it's so refreshing to hear such a clear and concise uh, vision of what's happening here um, in the U.S. when it comes to the grid. It's, it's just it's a remarkable opportunity, as you mentioned. And, and, and if we can focus on that for a second, Mona, can you walk us through, you know, let's follow the funds a bit. How can companies capitalize on this bill and modernizing the grid? To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. The sheer enormity of the task of converting tens of millions of tons of hydrogen generation to green sources on a timely schedule is quite likely beyond the resources of the industry alone. So that part of the energy transition will require government involvement, including regulatory changes, government funding, and the creation of a safe climate for private investment. That's according to findings in the International Energy Agency's Global Hydrogen Review to 2022. The global need for renewable energy technology is clashing with concerns about China's labor practices. New U.S. solar installations are expected to see a 23 percent drop for 2022, including a 40 percent drop for utility-scale projects from the previous year, according to a recent report, citing restrictions on imported panels. Nonetheless, solar plays a leading role in near-term renewable installations. Of Of the roughly $28 billion worth of U.S.-based renewable projects set to begin construction in the first quarter of 2023, about 83% is attributed to solar, according to Industrial Info's Project Database. National Grid Renewables, the U.S.-focused unit of National Grid PLC, has agreed to purchase an additional 1.6 gigawatts of solar modules from First Solar Incorporated. Industrial Info is tracking two major solar manufacturing projects from First Solar and $9.1 billion worth of active projects from National Grid PLC and its subsidiaries in the U.S., of which more than $6.5 billion is for solar. solar generation. And Glencore, one of the world's leading suppliers of copper, has warned that it will not bring any new copper production online until prices reflect the growing global shortage. The company believes that achieving the International Energy Agency's net zero emissions pathway will not happen due to a predicted 50 million ton shortage of copper by 2030. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrial.com